This is Archive Atlanta, episode 249, The Rap Map. You're listening to Archive Atlanta, a history podcast where each week I'll be sharing a story about the people, places, and events that shape the history of the city of Atlanta. I'm your host, local tour guide, and total history nerd, Victoria Lemos. Hey everyone, happy Friday. If it's not evident from my voice, my daughter brought home cold germs from school and I now have it, of course. Um, But the good news is that this week I'm releasing an interview that I did back in December, so you don't have to hear this uh, stuffy sound for too long. This week we are talking about the rap map with Georgia State's Professor Brennan Collins and student Panther Lattimore. The map chronicles a decade's worth of rap lyrics referencing different Atlanta locations, connecting popular culture with local history, and pinpointing the lyrics of Atlanta's hip-hop artists to create a map of the city based on narratives from historically marginalized communities rather than the traditional maps created by those in positions of power. A little origin story for you. So back in October, I get a message on Instagram from Rachel at Brave New Ventures, and she asks me if I want to go to one of her events at the dungeon, like the Outcast dungeon. And once I recovered from fainting, I immediately said yes, and I was there in November. The event was super cool, and it featured this presentation by GSU student Panther Lattimore, showing us the rap map, but also breaking down Amaretta the Great's Sorry Not Sorry, which came out in 2022. This interview is so different from anything I've done because typically when I record with someone, I'm coming in like laser focused. I got all my questions. The topic is really niche and really specific. And this is the opposite. This conversation was really broad. It's about what is Atlanta? How is that defined? The changing landscape of rap in Atlanta and how we can use data in these fascinating ways. All right, let's do some basic stuff like your names and what do you do in this project so want to start Brennan uh, I am Brennan Collins I am faculty in English uh, at Georgia State University but I'm based in our Center for Teaching and Learning okay and that takes us to this map project and Panther and I'm Panther Lattimore I'm a senior at Georgia State and I study psychology and I started working on this project with Professor Brennan last spring. And then I want to, because how we're here is I got invited to the dungeon, mm-hmm. but you gave this presentation. It was like the best presentation I had ever seen. And I'm, I'm like taking videos of your graphs and I went up to you and I was like, we got to figure out how to talk about this because yeah. I think it's questions everyone asks me, right? Like what's Atlanta? Mm-hmm. We talked about what's Atlanta, um, the way, which we'll talk about the map and rap and rap lyrics and just like this idea of Atlanta. I don't know. There's so many questions. So I don't know how we're going to get to them because in my brain, I haven't even formulated how to to ask them, but I I love this discussion. So tell us about this project. So ATL Maps came about 12 years ago, and that was uh, between Emory and GSU trying to combine all of the archival maps of Atlanta so people could layer them and then add demographic, art layers, mapping out a podcast like yours, you know, all kinds of stuff so people could go in and play with it. Uh, And so for several years, I was running a group of paid students, uh, grad students and undergrads working on all kinds of projects. A lot of them were on ATL maps, and so there's a student, Adnan Rasul, who uh, was originally from Pakistan. Uh, he was working with me, and he just came up to me and was like, hey, could we map out Outcast lyrics? 
That's and <laughs> I just love it. Like yeah. he just liked Outcast. Uh, yeah, so he <laughs> grew up in Pakistan. I think was an undergrad or maybe master's program in England and heard Outcast fell in love with Outcast. Then ended up at Georgia State University wow. for his PhD in political science. Uh, and ended up working with me because he had some digital skills and 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 so yeah had this idea and so yeah it was initially interested in mapping out Outcast and then we threw in Childish Gambino and Ludacris. So um, let, this is a good time to maybe ask like what does that entail? Did he have to listen to everything? So what what we typically do? Some students go beyond this, but we'll we'll typically just go to like genius lyrics. Okay. And, and search. And search. Okay. And so it's it's basically a close reading project. So okay. You know, I my background is African American lit, but I, you know I do like a lot of other stuff, and it's informed by that. But like I do a lot of mapping stuff, do a lot of Atlanta stuff, but. Uh, but really, the literature background was very helpful because he struggled initially with close reading oh. because, you know, it was just kind of like quickly reading through and he wasn't as familiar with Atlanta. And so it was important us working together, kind of slowing down, thinking about context clues and looking for not just direct but like mentions where it's like okay this is a bit more nuanced and and so so working together we kind of figured out okay how do we do this uh close reading creating a spreadsheet and uh, you know our our columns would change over time because we'd be like oh we need to add this element to it and, and that sort of thing so we did those first three artists uh, and pretty quickly it got picked up. Uh, at the time, it was the Atlantic's uh, City Lab or something. Like, and Bloomberg eventually bought it, but they wrote an article about it. And then Adnan wrote something uh, for Atlanta Studies. Uh, we did a meetup. So it got some initial attention, a little bit nationally and, and certainly locally. And then, uh, you know, we were thinking about, okay, how could this continue? Adnan in, ended up getting a professor job in Tennessee somewhere. And he was like, yeah, 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 continue using this. And he wrote up initially some guidelines of, like, this is how you do it. Step one is this. Step two is this. Uh, and so it kind of paused for a while. We had added a couple more. I think we added, like, Gucci Mane and maybe a couple others. And so I, I understand, like ATL Maps is powerful in some ways, but limited in other ways. And so recognize that we could do some interesting things with this if we put it in a more sophisticated mapping program. How did you, so then you get to GSU, how did you like find this map? So I had to sign up for a perspectives course, it's required. And so, I'm, and I'm pretty sure I was registering pretty late, so his class was the only thing. <laughs> So it's like if school was starting in January, I probably registered that December, like literally. Oh, and so perfect. his perspectives course was the only one available at the time. So I just signed up for it, had no idea what it was. And I think you have experiences. Typically students come in not knowing, yeah. not knowing anything about the class, probably kind of like me, just signed up for it randomly. But um, so the first class he has is. Uh, choose what project we would like to do after him and other professors will go up and kind of give their little rundowns. So 
But what made you pick the rap app? Because of all of those, I just I gravitate towards music, specifically rap music, like the most. But all of them were really, really interesting. But the rap map seemed the most obvious, like the most correct answer. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I wanted to participate in that. Luckily, he allowed me to do so. And the second or third week, the onboarding process, after he was explaining the process of how the close reading would go, how we would fill out the the spreadsheets and eventually how that would go on the map we had to pick our artist i picked ti luckily he hadn't been done yet he told me that yeah, yeah. We, were, yeah, we were talking about how there's no references on bankhead because yeah, ti right. hasn't been put in yet which is really ironic because i grew up in that area in the Collier heights area so is ti your favorite or he just didn't have a map layer yet he didn't have a map layer but if if i had to pick like a favorite yeah. artist TI, it would be it yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. and it helps that i'm f- I'm from the area that he talks about. Yeah, so, so you said, knew yeah. all the references. Yeah, so as he's rapping, I could visualize exactly the street or the church he's referencing, uh, uh, Frederick Douglass High School, or know where yeah. it is, 30318, I know the area called the Blue Flag. Like, I know where all these yeah. places are, so it just it made it that much easier. When I'm close reading his lyrics, I, I, I yeah. already You visual- weren't going to struggle in the same way that the person that created it because you had, like, real deal, actual physical knowledge. Like you're saying, you yeah. know what the church looks like, you know, exactly. oh. and and it's really helpful in the group. So every semester we'll have you know three to six people in the group, and like some of them are familiar with Atlanta, some of them aren't, and so everyone, as they're close reading their artist, will put something that sounds like it's a place, but they're not sure what it is, and then they bring it in, and the idea is like like often it'll it, oh I looked and looked for this, and and Panther will be like. Oh, it's his. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and sometimes other students as well being able to kind of, and, and sometimes and sometimes me, yeah, being yeah. able to point out, like, they're, like students have no, most students have no idea about public housing. Yeah, and it and doesn't so exist hearing, anymore. It doesn't so, exist yeah, anymore. So it's like, oh, what's that field with a fence around it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And so they'll hear Herndon Homes, and they'll look oh. up Herndon. And, and that's think, a rabbit hole. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so where, if you know it, it's just yes. like, well, yeah, her house is one. And so, uh, and, and that allows for conversation, too, to get them thinking about the history of Atlanta, the history of public housing, how Atlanta was so the first, they, you know, that So they're sort of reading, like, a proper name. Like, yes. you said, Hernan Holmes. And but they they're know like, it's a yeah. place. Oh. Yeah. So in a way, they're doing kind of some Atlanta research. Yes. And so that's, uh, for me, like, I... Love Outcast, you know, me goes, but I'm not like huge hip-hop fan. I enjoy much of it, you know, but it's, for me, it's, I know it's a draw for students to start thinking about data, start thinking about history, start thinking about reading, and start thinking about And getting them where they're interested, you know, like you said, it's like, because you're, I'm assuming you're the music fan. Like, you came from it from like, Mm. oh. I love rap, exactly. and this is, and I love GI, and mm-hmm. now you're, because I thought you were going to graduate in geography or something. <laughs> you're like, no, it's psychology. I was like, this is so interesting. Yeah, it's, all, it's always the weird thing when I'm involved in the mapping project, and people, oh, well, you must make I assumed, it. yeah, no, I assumed. psychology. But you know. you've been doing it two years, so mm-hmm. what happened? You just, like, loved it so much. You know, I guess what I mean is how did you kind of start to take this role now where with the presentation and more work on it like how did that happen so Brennan he allows his students that if they like really enjoy the the work 
um, then they could continue to work on it either for credit or as, uh, eventually he put me on the university payroll and so I can help continue to help even after I've already taken the class. But around February or March of last year, Amaretta came out with that single, Sorry yes. Not Sorry. So yes. that like really, <laughs> that like, so not only was I working on the TI thing, but then we started working on the Sorry Not Sorry and then yes. the whole idea was like, well, what is it? And yes. that conversation kind of came up naturally and then we've just been kind of slowly working on it yes. since then and working on an article and everything. We want to get that out. We want to make a website. So her song kicked off kind of what became the presentation and these discussions. Yeah. And for so for people that don't know that song, like give us a quick like a quick history of the song and when it came out and then what the controversy was. So yeah, so Amaretta the Great came out with a single called Sorry Not Sorry um, in spring of 2022 and essentially in the song she's calling out people probably particularly rappers who say that they're from Atlanta but really aren't from the actual city maybe they're from like an adjacent neighborhood an adjacent city and whenever you watch the video we laugh because it's because she's a she's a truest right exactly. she's, shooting <laughs> yeah. she's shooting this music video yes. outside of Atlanta but that's like a quick rundown of her song she's essentially saying hey if you're not from X, Y, and Z, these specific places in Atlanta zones one, three, and four, she says, or something Six. like that. Yeah, you yeah. summarize it. And, yeah, exactly. And, and, four here, right? and yeah, that yeah. was like the presentation that I saw, which was which was kind of that overarching question, which was like, what is Atlanta, mm -hmm. right? And you had three discussions, because it was like, is it geopolitical mm -hmm. Atlanta, right? Is that the first one? Yeah, Where it's like the, the true, quote, legal borders on the GIS of Atlanta. Because exactly. then that's not College Park, right? And right, it's right. not East Point. Exactly. And then we talked about ITP, OTP. That would be geocultural. Geocultural, right? Yeah, the right? geocultural definition of Atlanta, yeah. I-285. But then that takes out like Migos exactly. and Lithonia, like mm -hmm. a lot of other places, right? And then, then you talked about like, the metro area, yeah, so, which is huge. Yeah, that would be the sociocultural, sociocultural. definition of Atlanta. And so, because didn't she call out specific places? Like wasn't it like Lithonia oh, yeah. and Stone Mountain yeah. or something? You talked about like what is she really saying? You know, is she saying it has to be black, it has mm. to be low income, right? Like what were her definitions? And then you show that these places she said aren't quote Atlanta got more black population in the last ten years. Like they've gotten less ec economically mo like like it's the things that she's claiming is what makes rap Atlanta rap like. They're fulfilling those definitions, right? And with that, we kind of ran into a little bit of trouble. Because when we're reading the lyrics, when me and Brendan are reading the lyrics, we're, we clearly see racial implications and socioeconomic implications. But the first few times we were giving the presentations, uh, some people were asking questions like, where are you guys getting this from? How do you know it's a race thing? How do you know it's a socioeconomic thing? And at the time, we were like, well, it seems kind of obvious given some of the language that she might say, like, uh, she might say, oh, you guys are from the burbs, you're good, but we're from the city, which is like the zoo, we're in the trenches, and rap is predominantly black anyway, so that implication is there. So we thought it was like fairly obvious, but we've been trying to work on trying not to make it seem like a jump or a baseless assumption or whatever right. the case is. Whenever we're giving the presentations, I, I want to explain why I'm showing the demographics, why I'm showing the socioeconomic statuses of 
Atlanta versus Latonia or whatever yeah. the case is, which is why I started off by showing the lyrics and even Rachel having like play like 45 seconds of the song so the audience can kind of hear a bit of what we're hearing and see like why we're making yeah. certain Oh yeah, you're trying to have receipts. I mean, I, like, no, I get it. And I think you did that really well because you're just like, you showed what she said. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, let's look at that data. <laughs> and then truly just clicking on it and it's like, boop, there's a receipt. You know, yeah. like, is that actually true? Is what she's saying accurate? You know, or I don't know. It was, it was just really interesting. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. And one of my favorite parts, and I told him, and like, I took a video, but the, what, last 1997, is it when the, the graph oh. that moves over to the right, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like the, because what is that mapped? Just like all the mentions like yeah. it's every artist together yes it's all the artists together and i think that particular map has like eight of the artists we've got more that we need to add and instead of and and we've based the coloring of those on uh time right and so it mentions yeah time okay. or, or the date of the album okay. that it came from and so Initially, when artists said very vague things like Atlanta, we would put it downtown, mm -hmm. which of course they're not talking about like downtown. Yeah, they're not talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so we made the decision, I don't know, three years ago, two years ago, to move any mention of like vague things like Atlanta to their particular neighborhood that they grew up in. Oh. That, because if we had it the old way, you would just have this huge cluster of it you know, right oh. in downtown Atlanta. But instead, when we moved it to their neighborhoods, then you start to see like this very clear starting in the south and southwest of, of Atlanta. That's where you have the older lyrics that remain for a long time. But then you start seeing it spread out, particularly to... to First, like uh, with Charles Gambino out to Stone yeah. Mountain, then with Migos out to Lawrenceville. As we add more, like Lotto, it's going to start moving south, uh, and like Little Nas X, and uh, like yeah. moving out to the west. Just as many reporters have reported on, uh, people are being pushed out. These communities where yeah. rap has traditionally come from are being pushed out of the city. Not completely, certainly, and it's a gradual process, but. Uh, it's very obvious in the rap map. It's also very obvious when you look at moving demographics and stuff. Yeah. Over the city. So. And that's what that chart or that chart, that map and animation showed is that these mentions now have just shifted yeah. east out OTP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which technically aren't Atlanta. Yes. Right. How do you feel then, like, as an original Atlantan and a rap like fan? Because what he and I were saying this earlier, just in 20 years, like, no one is gonna right like they're gonna be different conversations I guess like and they may not even think of College Park as the home of Atlanta rap or you know the neighborhoods that we're talking about now like Collier Heights or College Park or East Point or whatever but it's like now it's gonna be like oh yeah Stone Mountain that's where all the rappers came out of that I grew up with I don't know like it's interesting yeah that's um yeah we like to joke that in the same amount of time Savannah eventually could be considered Atlanta at some point. Like oh, Chattanooga is right, hilarious. At this point, Memphis <laughs> might as well. And so, like, if the map just keeps spreading, then theoretically, I guess all of Georgia is Atlanta. But that would be cool, though. Like, if the yes. if it that sort of impact and influence could really just spread that far to where it would be normal to say, oh, you know, if you are from Lawrenceville, 
it would be normal to say you're from Atlanta. You wouldn't get as much clapback exactly. that you get now. Yeah. Well, it's the idea of, the, like, mega city, uh, like, that you've got increasingly thinking about cities not just as, like, the, the yeah. official boundaries, but increasingly it's these growing huge metro areas that you have this central place. And so, wow. uh, you know, it, it's a ways off and it's, and it, uh, yeah, we're, and so we're playing off of that with the rap map idea, too, of, like, okay, yeah, when does... Can you Chattanooga become Atlanta uh, because, like, it's become like a, a, that the world is centered around urban spaces yeah. and so yeah, you have these nodes. Um, yeah, the social cultural representation of Atlanta that I had is really important because it's the most flexible I mean, that could just continue to grow. Like, the 285 is fixed, the geopolitical yes, boundaries are yes. fixed, but the social cultural representation has become philosophical at a certain point. Like, how far can the spread go? Which is that question, yeah. like, well, what is it? Exactly. Like, can I be from Douglasville and say Atlanta? Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked, the group sort of threw that out, right? Yeah. We're like, Douglasville, like, maybe, but, like, not not past there, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like we yeah. also kind of have this thing, too. We're like, fine, fine. You want to be metro Atlanta, but, like, not past this point, right, right, you right. know? That's so interesting. Well, and though even the supposedly fixed boundaries change, too. Like, Emory is Atlanta now, oh, where yeah. it wasn't a yeah. few years ago, right? And, and so it's... And I didn't say this... And, and Buckhead might not be. And, yes. Know, and but also, so if you know Atlanta history... The, that largest annexation in Atlanta's history was 1951, 1952, which was Mayor Hartsfield, again, like his greatest thing he ever did because he kept Atlanta more white. So Atlanta had been demographically getting too black for white leadership. Yeah. I think everybody knew that the days of the white mayor were ending. And so he annexed uh, Cascade, Buckhead, Adamsville, which were at that time white. white. Yeah. Um, and so it's really interesting to even, it's like, well, then let's say this was 1930, right? And we were having this discussion. We would be like, oh, no, that's not Atlanta, you know? Right. Like, and they kind of feel, and then you have the annexation mm-hmm. discussions and issue, which is, like, really interesting to see how that came around. Well, and looking at that history and then looking at the next wave where they tried to annex, like, what, Sandy Springs yeah. and those, and they're like, Again, no, no, we're not <laughs> going to, and, and Sandy Springs deliberately on a racial thing saying, no, we're not going yes. to become a part of Atlanta. Yes. And, like, there's so much room for we With this article we're trying to write about the Sorry Not Sorry song, it's hard because then these issues come up that, like, whoa, we could explore that. Because, like, I would love to explore that idea further of, like, okay, like, Buckhead became a part of Atlanta as this deliberate move to keep Atlanta white, where what Amaretta's arguing is, like, okay, Atlanta or the Atlanta that she's talking about has nothing to do with Buckhead. Yes, and and that it's like, okay, maybe Atlanta should annex, you know, parts of Clayton County to keep, you know, Atlanta black or, you know, like those sorts of things that, I mean, you know, not really real conversations, but play off of the histories of, we think of these things as fixed yes. places. We think of borders as... Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah. what... Yeah, it's, oh, I grew up, you know, let's say we all exist in a time when Buckhead was part of Atlanta, but that wasn't always the case, right. like you said. So doing that for TI mm-hmm. as already coming in as a fan, did you, like, see more things or learn more things? Or I like, One thing that I did notice that Brendan pointed out was that typically what artists would do over their careers especially if it's a long career, that later in their careers, they only start talking about like the 
the rich or the affluent lifestyle that they were aspiring towards early in their career. So, for example, if I'm looking at T.I.'s 20 plus year career in the first 10 years, I'm going to get a lot, really too many like Bankhead references, Bankhead, 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 Bankhead. But in the last 10 years, you rare, you don't see a lot of those references. Because he's not there. He's not there. Oh, he's that's moved. fascinating. He, I, I'm not even sure if he lives like in the city anymore, quote unquote, in the city. Um, but he has other things going. Like he started stand up comedy. Oh, yeah, so he he's doing everything. That, I right? feel like housing. Yeah, he's yeah he's doing like affordable housing. I'm exactly. like, oh okay. Stand up comedy. Oh yeah, he and he's reopening Bankhead Seafood. I mean, he's doing. Yeah, yeah I knew the like, seafood yeah. and and like he and Killer Mike with the affordable housing. Yeah, yeah but yeah, he started stand up comedy. So huh. like, so huh. as his career has evolved, so is he as a person, and so he. You can't talk about the trap for 20 years because yeah, that's yeah, just not yeah. where he is in his career and his life anymore. He has a family. His children do music. And so he, he has songs with his children. And so the the topic, the subject matter changes over the course of their career. And I didn't notice that until Brendan pointed that out. And But then I started seeing it as I'm close reading his lyrics, even from albums from like 2012. is is no longer that same like I, I have to get it I'm trying to hustle I gotta get yeah. out of the hood get out of trap it's more so it's like I have money I've, I've made it <laughs> this <laughs> is so interesting yeah and what am I gonna do now like, it's kind of like so do, do you think every artist has that same trajectory like have, have you do you now listen to rap in a different way yeah, I, I listen specifically for that, although there aren't too many successful artists that's been around. Yeah, like that, uh, that's that a good long. point, too. Yeah. But, for example, so I listen to J. Cole, and he's been around for maybe 15 years, maybe a little less. And even in his music, he's a very introspective writer, so even in his music, he... he talks about like not having the same hunger because he's made it like not having the same motivation or drive to make it because he has made it and he worries that that has affected the quality of his music and he considers even just retiring from rap altogether even Andre 3000 a week or two ago with the flute album yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and he, he talks about it. I, yeah, I yeah, read his interview where he was exactly. like what am I going to be he's doing like, rapper by like colonoscopy exactly like, he's on 40 something <laughs> like my life is somewhat like rap, just actually. boring or relatively uneventful it's not the same same as it yeah. was when I was uh, making music in a dungeon yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, should I talk about my colonoscopy? I want to play the flute now. Yeah. I don't feel, the, I don't have the same energy to rap. So like, the artist just evolves, and so they don't. You can't talk about the same things you did when you first started out because things change. Your life changes, yeah. especially when you come across success like that. And do you feel like? I guess I'm, I, I'm not like a music historian, but mm -hmm. I think of it in that way where it comes out of a place where people are like struggling to whether they want to get out of something or deal with their lives and it was like that what's what it was about so it's like like you're saying it's like if life is great and yeah. i'm a millionaire you know like is this still rap i don't know well, like, that, that's the amaretta question like like there's legitimacy in what she's trying to say yes. it's it, that she is saying like hey you guys haven't struggled yeah. like we have and that's where you're not the, the legitimacy of the music comes from but she's just wrong about the borders she's using. So like, so there's truth in it. Oh my gosh, that's so. There's like you said, there's so many questions coming out of this. It's like really interesting to see like which directions you can take it. I know. So one of my favorite things whenever I am presenting is showing 
the one of the maps that Brendan created for me, actually the one with the, like the three representations of the three definitions, so yes. geopolitical, the social, cultural, and everything like that. Because like I said, that makes room for others to add to the dialogue as opposed to me telling you what is and what is in Atlanta. I, I prefaced when I was given the presentation, like these are just, you know, a few definitions, but everybody in this room has their own personal definition. Like, for example, if since I grew up in Bankhead, I can't help but to at least subconsciously centralize Atlanta to ah. to the west side. Whereas if you grew up in Lawrenceville, if you grew up in Buckhead, if you grew up in College Park, you're going to centralize your idea of Atlanta of where you came from or where you grew up at. Or if you're not even from Atlanta, then you have nothing to go off of but just representations of that city and whatever you've been introduced to. Like, I think that's why I love this so much, just because it's it makes you ask yourself so many questions. What I notice, so I've only been here 18 years, um, only. But I, t- I tell people this, what I noticed coming here as an outsider is everybody had a script. Like, white people didn't go here, and black people didn't go here, and if you were pre-Olympics, there were places you never, never went, you know? And, like, I came without the script, you know? So I was just, like, driving around, I'm like... Oh, I'm in Vine City. Cool. All right, what's this? I don't know. You know, I'm like, right. And that's how I think I got into what I was doing. But, like, Atlantans have a strong script. When when you're, like you're saying, if you're a West Side kid, and I, this is my also hot take, and I say this all the time. I really think the East Side, West Side divide is way bigger than this OTP, ITP thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, I know. With me growing up in Bankhead, if we're using, like, the cardinal directions, so if I'm from the West Side, I never had a reason to ever go to any, like Decatur. Yeah. I never had yeah. a reason to even go that far east. So in my mind, I'm just like, well, that just must be nothing out there. Cause, cause, <laughs> of course, because I don't have to go there. What's in Decatur? <laughs> and, then, and then when I think of the north side, or not the north side, as the Migos would say, but just the north in general, now I'm thinking of Buckhead, and now I'm thinking of like affluent and money yeah. and, and, and whatever the case is. And then when I think of the South Side, then I would think of like the older rappers, like the outcasts. And so that's kind of how I would picture Atlanta as a whole. Like, here's where I'm at, and represented by, say, T.I., East Side, Decatur. I don't even know what's over yeah. there, so no need to. North Side, okay, Buckhead, Lennox, I have a general idea. Then South Side, College Park, okay, I know where that is. <laughs> and like, that's that's just, it, I'm good. I that, know. Was, that was my mental map of Atlanta. That's just how I would... Cause, I will only really stay in the West Side yeah. area. Like, if I'm 12, yeah. you know, it's not you, like you, I just yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It becomes your world. Do you feel like you liked rappers from that area because it was familiar? I That that gave it extra credibility. And oh, because you were able to connect with what they were saying. Yeah, exactly. And so if I'm walking down the street and T.I. is it's rapping the name of the street as I'm walking down there. That get, that creates like the extra bond as opposed to if somebody is like, oh yeah, um, you know, Decatur, East Side is yeah. like, oh, Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, cool, there's nothing yeah. else there. <laughs> Whatever is there, I'm not sure what's so special about, but. Well, and I think it, like, you know, people, you know, did you say you grew up in New York? Yeah. Like a lot of people in New York, it's like they only know their block. Oh, hundred percent. Because everything's there. Oh, right? I never, everything's I went to there, Brooklyn and so there's one no time. reason. <laughs> no, yeah, I yeah, swear yeah. to God, I went to Brooklyn one time, and now everyone lives in Brooklyn, and I'm like, oh, I went there once, because because yeah, you have to cross a bridge and shit. I'm like, right. why would I go to Brooklyn? Well, and everything's <laughs> and everything's there, like <laughs> you know, the stores you shop at, the restaurants, yeah. whatever, and so it's 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 uh, it's self-contained. Yeah. I feel like that about my episodes, like neighborhood episodes are the most popular everybody wants one everyone's like please do my neighborhood but there's some neighborhoods like i don't feel comfortable 
researching even because like I don't know you know and like I really do I like and I will go to a neighborhood and walk it around so I can be like oh that's that's that store that I'm reading about that everyone talks about or that's the school or that's the what because like otherwise it's weird it's like there's a disconnect yeah for me it almost provides just extra color to the song so if I could hear what you're saying about a certain place but if I haven't been there I can't connect to what you're saying I'm the same way so if I'm from Bankhead and T.I. is talking about Bankhead then there's that connect and it's not to say I can't enjoy music if somebody's talking about some other location like for example if somebody's talking about Paris I've never been to Paris but I I can enjoy the music you could tell me what Eiffel Tower is like you could tell me what the croissants are like but (laughs) I'm experiencing it vicariously through your lyrics but when I go if I were to go to Paris and I'm on top of the Eiffel Tower I'm actually eating a croissant you're like oh this is what it's like okay now I can go back and listen to the song and just relate and actually relate so that's just that's kind of how I picture it this is so funny I love this I just love this discussion um I'm trying to think I think anything else you want to talk about or well this is along the lines what you're saying whenever I was telling my friends oh I'm going to be speaking at the dungeon I always had to explain like what it was to your friends to my friends because I'm 23 and so it's not that necessarily was outcast was before my time per se but around the time I was born they was at pretty much the height of their career yes. so I just like by the time I actually started to get into music maybe say middle school I've missed their prime already yeah and as as is the case with most of the people around my age and so we and to be perfectly honest I didn't know the dungeon existed until maybe like a few years ago like I didn't know there was yeah, specifically in place right yeah. so I didn't know like the history but it wasn't until I think Big Boy opened it up as mm-hmm. an Airbnb and someone was like oh somebody opened a dungeon as an Airbnb and I was like well what's the dungeon so I had to learn it myself and so I'm telling my friends oh I'm, I'm going to be speaking at the dungeon and they're like what's that <laughs> and I'm like oh it's the place where Outkast perform- I mean, uh, produced made their music and they're like oh cool yeah. and I'm like oh that wasn't the response no was see and, and meanwhile I was telling him my ex-husband is the one that told me about Goody Mob when I moved here because he was a big Outcast fan. Mm-hmm. And he was texting me about my daughter when I was there. And I was like, hey, I'm at an event. And then I thought about it. And I was like, I'm at the dungeon. And he sent me lyrics. Like, he oh, literally really? sent me a, a phrase, you know, mentioning the dungeon. And I was cracking up. I was like, I'm here for this presentation yeah. about rap music and rap lyrics. And he responds with a very specific lyric about the dungeon which i guess if you listen to outcast and you don't know that that's a place you wouldn't have thought about it right, right? right. so that kind of goes into that close reading thing you're yeah. talking about yeah oh, and i'd be curious it sucks that their their group career was so short but part of what i spoke on earlier about the subject matter changing over the course of an artist's career i i would have been curious if like in 1996 how many like dungeon references there would have been as opposed to 2006 or 2016 if they were to like continue to go on we probably would have saw that trend where the references to east point or the dungeon would have like decreased over time but you know they didn't have that long of a career but i'll be interested to I would have been interested to see like that development of their career over time and how they're such a uh, like we said Andre completely flipped the screen he did a flute album yeah. so there is no subject matter it's a completely different <laughs> instrument right. completely no different genre right it's just so I'm, I would have been curious to see like how they would have developed as a group in regards to their subject matter in the same way you're saying TI with mm-hmm. now success and doing all these things exactly. like where their references would have changed yeah. so fascinating 
So just to wrap it up for people to visit this, like the I, I'll put links in the show notes, but there are some sites that are public that they can see this. Yeah, so we don't, so we're working on creating like- Its own website, uh, by the yeah. way. No pressure, but get right. that done, because I really want <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, we too. need to get that, right? <laughs> and so what we have is right now, like, okay, you can go to ATL Maps and there's the seven or eight artists okay. there. And then we have this, Esri story map that we can give you the link to that has all the stuff that when Panther was presented okay. where it has like here's the initial article that was written here's uh, you know how we do the spreadsheet here's some of the the time scroll map yeah that you were so that is about. publicly like yeah at. yeah it's just not fancy. easily accessible it's not fancy and it's out of context yeah. and so you just gotta kind of go scroll through it but we will have a site I'm hoping over the holiday okay. that I can so at least put a bare bones uh, be a site. Yeah, and yeah. everybody should just have Panther come present because I, I like it was just one of the greatest presentations I've ever been to was, like the graphics everything the subject the questions about it um, and I just like the questions it's asked you know I love talking to Atlantans about rap because mm. it's so ingrained like we, you know in Atlanta culture and there's people have that such a connection to it and as we kind of all know too is like southern rap you know didn't get its kudos until later right and it still I think has this thing it's like well we, we're not LA we're not New York right like what are we and I don't know it's, it's just all a really interesting discussion so yeah it is I love having it thanks thanks to you guys for talking to me I yeah, appreciate it yeah so there you have it, the story of the rap map. I have links in the show notes for you guys if you want to check it out, or you can visit atlrapmap.org. Thank you everyone for listening. Remember to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, there's also a link in the show notes if you want to support the work. Hope everyone has a great weekend and I'll talk to you next week.